0: broadcasting from the UNMC College of Nursing. Get ready for R.N. Huddle, the podcast dedicated to bringing hot topics for and by nurses to the table.
1: Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of R.N. Huddle coming to you live from the College of Nursing, UNMC, Omaha, Nebraska. And I want to make a note that in these uncertain times, R.N. Huddle has to also practice social distancing, So although we are originating from the College of Nursing at UNMC, we're actually doing this via distance. So that is the way we are going to be operating henceforth. It's going to allow us to bring in some very interesting and knowledgeable guests. So today we thought it would be a really good thing to let you take a look into the world of academic nursing. And we know our own College of Nursing best of all, the UNMC College of Nursing. And so we figured that since UNMC and its clinical partner, Nebraska Medicine, have been front and center in the fight against COVID-19, that we would get the opinions and the thoughts and the expertise of our very own College of Nursing Dean, Julianne Sebastian. So welcome to the show, Dr. Sebastian.
0: Well, Dr. Keeler, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really delighted to be part of this
1: and uh, look forward to our conversation. Wonderful, wonderful. And so on top of the normal demanding schedule of a dean, you now have had to take on leadership in regards to completely changing the way that we do things, both clinically and academically here at the College of Nursing. And I think for all the nurses listening out there, it would be very interesting to find out what what happens under the hood of the Colleges of Nursing. How are the decisions made and what do we do in the face of such a situation? So I think my first question for you, Dr. Sebastian, is can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you became prepared to handle such a job as being Dean of, of a College of Nursing?
0: Well, you know, we all learn every day. So, You One doesn't become prepared and then uh, that's the end of it. I'm still learning every day. I'm just astounded by the new things that are happening and all that we are learning together. I have been privileged to be at UNMC in this role since 2011, and it has been absolutely such a fabulous experience. You mentioned looking under the hood in a college of nursing, and I can tell you that one of the most exciting things is the way people work together. And the way people step up to the plate in a time of crisis. So, the learning that I did before accepting a deanship involved a number of formal preparatory programs. I was a Robert Wood Johnson Foundation Executive Nurse Fellow for a while and involved myself in as many formal programs as I could, and had some experience then as an academic nurse leader in various roles. But truly, when you get into it, and begin working with people. You also ask how decisions are made. Decisions are made collaboratively, and the talent of faculty and staff and students and alumni with whom we work just extraordinary. So it makes it so not only so much easier, but so enriching
1: and fun to make decisions together. Well, thank you so much for that. For any of you who are considering taking on an advanced leadership role, that gives you something to think about. Now, as head of our College of Nursing, Dean Sebastian, first of all, in in the day-to-day, how are we preparing nurses to enter the field? And what are some things that we think about in preparing them?
0: Well, students in pre-licensure programs, for example, Always learn, in fact, students in any baccalaureate program always learn key concepts with respect to clinical care, with respect to um, population health issues related to everything from the cellular to societal. They learn about health systems, they learn how to provide clinical care for people with a variety of health problems. And in this current situation, people with pneumonia, COVID pneumonia, and COVID infection. Our students are not currently caring directly for patients who are positive for COVID. In fact, they're not doing that at all, but they're learning about it in the classroom. They're learning what the issues are, what the pathophysiologic issues are, and what the clinical care indicators are. And so as a matter of day-to-day practice, students learn the full gamut, as I said, from the cellular all the way through the societal. And then they have opportunities to apply that in clinical practice. Those students who are post licensure, whether they're RN to BSN students or graduate students, are learning similarly a whole range of different concepts, different decision points, different content that they need to use as advanced practice nurses, as nurse leaders, faculty, and scholars. And it all varies by the program. But right now, in the midst of this pandemic, This is a learning experience that is just unbelievable um, because the students are feeling what the crisis feels like. They're debriefing with faculty, they're working together, they're trying to reduce social isolation through their connections with one another and faculty. This is an unbelievable learning experience for them and I am confident that it will
1: shape the futures of their uh, career trajectories. Right, right. We are definitely living a piece of history and living out some of the concepts that we learn about in school and in practice. But, you know, Dean Sebastian, I was thinking that as nurses, we learn our clinical skills and we learn a whole lot more than just clinical skills. But the public tends to think of us more in terms of our clinical skills, particularly now when we're taking care of patients and swabbing and and testing patients and really participating in the handling of this pandemic. But what about the other skills that nurses have to learn and, and what other advocacy and leadership can nurses offer in such a time as this? Well, leadership
0: is one of the other skills I'll say. And all nurses need to learn in times of crisis. A crisis can be in a clinical situation, For example, a code, when someone has a respiratory or a cardiac arrest, that's a crisis in a clinical situation. Or a crisis can be as big as a public health emergency, such as this pandemic, or a natural disaster. And we've had uh, natural disasters that are weather-related. We've had uh, lots of different kinds of natural disasters uh, that have occurred over the years. Nurses step up to the plate in these critical times. And being able to do that is part of what people count on for nurses to do. Leadership is fundamental to being able to step up to the plate. You know, you think about the history of nursing and uh, Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale developed her approach and developed her scientific acumen in the midst of the Crimean War. What a crisis. What a time to step up in addition to learning about leadership i think nurses nursing students at all levels develop ever more empathy and understanding of compassion and a scientifically based approach to caring so you hear really heartrending stories right now about nurses in practice who are working with people at these very vulnerable points during a covid infection during end of life discussions with family members just holding someone's hand if they're afraid. All of this is part of nursing, as well as understanding the science behind it, the um, pathophysiology and the natural sciences, and understanding how to work with families and frightened communities. So all of that is part of those, some of those other skills that nurses are involved in, in addition to the direct clinical care delivery.
1: Right, right. And. Oftentimes, when somebody talks about the role of the nurse, these advanced skills, as you are describing, aren't always part of the conversation. And so, we really need to be fine advocates for our profession and make sure that people are seeing all of the things that nursing are doing. You know, there's the spotlight on nursing right now due to the pandemic, but in reality, healthcare and nursing will continue uh, no matter what our situation. And so what types of things do you think that nurses can take away from this experience that perhaps was not highlighted before what kind of leadership and advocacy skills do you think that should be built into a nurses continuing learning there is so much in the
0: news right now about very articulate nurses speaking up about what patients need what communities need and what they themselves need for protection, that I think it's really highlighting nurses' ability to identify health and health-related issues and bring those to the forefront for public attention and for real public action, for real policy changes, policy improvements, that that sort of thing. I think people are seeing nurses in roles as vital co-creators of clinical care with their other clinical colleagues, with physicians, with emergency medical personnel, with all kinds of caregivers, and with the people who support and make our clinical institutions run, with the people in the environmental services, with people who may be providing meals. I think that it's becoming so obvious that nurses are not only critical team members and co-creators of care delivery with colleagues, but also that they step up as leaders when the appropriate time is available, when the time is right for that leadership. So it seems to me that this is this current situation, albeit the most tragic, nurses, it's giving nurses an opportunity to be very vocal about what people need, both for individuals and for communities at large. And I see so many nurses doing exactly this and being poised, articulate, passionate spokesmen and women for the health of the population and the health of the healthcare workforce.
1: That's definitely true. And you know, in one of our previous episodes of RN Huddle, we talked a lot about advocacy and the need to be able to be co-creators in policy and and other critical health decision-making vehicles. And so what I'm what I'd like to go back to is something that you said earlier about the original training of the RN level nurse and, and then how it grows from there. You mentioned that we are studiers of, st- of science, of epidemiology, of pathophysiology, of pharmacology. And I wonder, Dean Sebastian, in your travels as a nursing leader, Do you feel that people understand the depth of training that BSNs receive in a college of nursing and and the level of preparation that they have even as new nurses?
0: I don't really know if people understand the level of preparation nurses have, but what I do know is when they hear a nurse speak, who's able to build on pathophysiology, epidemiology, behavioral science and who's able to convey those ideas in a manner that is clear, straightforward, and compassionate, it tells people something about the professionalism and the preparation of nurses. I think that it's one of those cases where uh, one's actions speak louder than words, and people hear this very well-informed group of individuals who can speak to what's going on with this virus. Why are we working with biopreparedness colleagues? Why is it that we are working so hard to address issues of fear, anxiety, loneliness? All of those things build on the various sciences that you described, as well as behavioral science, psychology, understanding, resilience, and grit. And to hear a nurse express those ideas in a way that
1: speaks to the general public is very, very powerful definitely and one thing that i heard you say consistently through through this is that it is absolutely critical for nurses to be able to communicate all of the information from a scientific perspective from a nursing perspective and be able to communicate that appropriately to different audiences and we know that part of a nurse's original training is relationship and trust building with a patient And that these skills are evident when nurses do advocate and become leaders in different situations. You've mentioned a few skills that are necessary to be a good and effective leader as a nurse, Dean Sebastian. And I'm wondering, with so many voices out there now telling us contradictory information, how can a nurse stay focused and be an effective leader with so many distractions and? viewpoints that are out there? I
0: think one of the key principles for nursing is listening to the science and then listening to how people feel. So those are two very different, different voices, but they can be reconciled, and nurses can do that. Um, I think that nurses are expert in so many cases in being able to see the big picture, but also paying attention to key details, being able to mesh Again, the big picture with the details of the work you're doing every day. In terms of staying focused, um, nurses, I think, function from basic principles, such as health and safety. Health and safety first are basic principles to which we adhere. And if we stay focused on key principles, key values, key scientific principles, even if decisions are swirling around us, it's possible to stay focused. And I see nurses doing that every
1: day, actually. You mentioned that nurses have a unique capacity to not only understand the facts of of what somebody's saying, but also the emotions of what somebody is saying. And I don't think anyone can understand that as well as a nurse who is at the bedside of somebody who is in the worst part of their life. And so- What I'm hearing and what I'm starting to see in my mind is that one very unique place that nurses hold is that ability to translate what's being said with what's being meant. And so, in your training, in your experience, what kinds of skills do you think nurses out there can practice to become even more effective at this?
0: I think one of the most basic skills is deep listening, really listening very carefully to what the other person is saying and not just the words, but the facial expression, which is challenging today with social distancing. The facial expression, the body language, various aspects of the body language that nurses are so good at assessing and evaluating. And being able to really engage in deep listening, being focused with that individual, while again, while there's chaos around perhaps, um, I think that's just essential for nurses and something critical for us to share that, that we're able to do. But in addition to listening, once the listening, once um, a nurse has heard a patient's concerns or a family member's concerns or those of a community, being able to juxtapose that with what we know about the science, being able to work as part of a team, work as part of a community to create something, a response or a solution that's not only scientifically valid, but also culturally relevant and acceptable, and that works for that local community. That's just such a unique combination of things. I am very proud that nurses do that and that they value doing
1: that. It sounds like in a country that is so divided in so many ways that nurses hold a unique position in being unifiers and healers And vehicles by which people can come together, which is definitely something I'm extremely proud of as a nurse. Goodness, you said it beautifully. Uh, You know, as an academic nurse practicing now, I'd like to shift our conversation to something that's near and dear to my heart, and that is nursing education. You know, some of our listeners are in nursing school, some of them have recently graduated from nursing school, but then there are many of them who, It's been a long time since they've been in nursing school. And so would you mind describing for us some of the future goals of our College of Nursing and how we are taking what's happening today and translating it into the nursing education of the future?
0: Well, you know that I feel this way. And so I'll just share with our listeners. I think it's vital that we think of nursing education as a lifelong endeavor. It's one thing to be in a program and earn a degree, which clearly is vital as a first step and then as a stepping stone as one moves throughout a career. And it's vital to have access to certificates of various kind, such as an undergraduate specialty certificate or a graduate level certificate in a particular area that one didn't pick up uh, the first time around. But it is just as important to have ways that one develops to learn every day, to be part of ongoing professional development and lifelong learning. You think about the amount of time we spend in formal degree programs. It is a tiny part of our overall careers and healthcare is changing so dramatically. My goodness, nursing science is changing so dramatically. The only way to keep up with all that to ensure that we're providing the very best for patients, families, and communities is through lifelong learning. And I'm just so excited that there are so many ways to do that now, whether it's through e-learning or modules or conferences, which may shift and change as time goes forward. I don't know. But they are so – reading, read, keeping up with one's professional reading. These are not easy things to do within a bu- busy lifestyle. But they add the spice. They add the, the enrichment and the continual joy of discovery in one's career, I think.
1: I couldn't agree more. And some of the ways that nurses are gonna continue learning as we move forward are harnessing things that you mentioned, distance learning, Zoom meetings, virtual conferences. And as we move out of the pandemic, these things will continue along with telehealth and, and simulation. There are so many new exciting educational techniques that are coming down the pike. I encourage all of you to stay in touch with some of your local nurse educators and some of the national leaders to make sure that you are staying right on top of all the exciting things that are coming down the pike. So Dean Sebastian, as we wrap up our episode of RN Huddle for today, do you have any additional thoughts that you could offer in your experience as a dean and a leader for nurses?
0: My goodness, the door is wide open. Um, I will say what I always share with our students. I cannot think of a more wonderful career, a more wonderful way of connecting with people in times of joy and in vulnerable moments. We are so privileged as nurses to be able to do this. One of the special attributes of being in academic nursing is the way we get to interact with our clinical colleagues. We haven't really talked about academic practice partnerships But I'd just like to say that that too is part of how we are all going about trying to make things better for for people, better for people's health, by working together with our clinical colleagues and understanding and appreciating um, what they're learning, their challenges, uh, and the issues they wish us to
1: address as well.
0: So thank you so much for this opportunity.
1: And thank you so much for joining us today. This episode of RN Huddle has been extra special for me talking to Dr. Julian Sebastian, the Dean and leader extraordinaire of the UNMC College of Nursing. I hope that all of you continue to learn and pursue leadership and advocate for your patients and that we can take everything that we've learned here today and expand on it in our own practice sites. Dr. Sebastian, thank you so much for your incredible leadership through this difficult time and for all of the advocacy that you do on a daily basis, both for us locally and at the national level for nursing.
0: Thank you and congratulations on RN Huddle. Um, I've listened to several of your episodes and I just think it's wonderful and I tremendously enjoy listening to them.
1: Thank you so much. I'm sure that our audience shares that opinion or at least that's what I like to think. So thank you all for listening to this episode of RN Huddle. We've had a great time talking with our fearless leader today, and I hope that you join us next time on RN Huddle. Thank you. Thank you for listening to
0: RN Huddle. To stay connected, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at UNMC CNE, or check out unmc.edu CNE for more program information.